The following program is presented by the Far East Broadcasting Company because stories of people living out the gospel with their lives inspire all of us. FEBC, taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. Learn more at febc.org. We would literally figure out a certain amount of money and we would share that with the, with the least, the lonely, the lost, or God's leaders. And we would make sure that we were honoring the Lord at the end of the year of Christmas with the biggest Christmas gift and what a joy it's been. With the holiday season upon us, let's talk about generosity on this edition of First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd, and our guest is Brian Kluth. The conversation will begin in a moment. First Person is now in its 11th year of interviewing Christians from all walks of life who have a story to tell of God's faithfulness. Through hundreds of interviews, we've basically told the same story over and over again, that God can be trusted in good times and bad to navigate us through this world. If you'd like to review any of those many interviews, you'll find them at firstpersoninterview.com. There's also a schedule at our website for the interviews to come in the near future, firstpersoninterview.com. You can also download interviews with our smartphone app. Search for First Person Interview in your app store. Looking back on 2020, it's been a most unusual year filled with challenges and for some great heartache. Even now, there's much unrest and uncertainty in the world. As we soon begin the Advent season, let's all encourage one another in Christ. Let's be generous in every respect. With that in mind, I invited Brian Kluth, who is known as the Generosity Pastor, to be our guest this week. By God's grace, He's chosen to use me. Uh, I do a lot of work in Africa, and over there I'm known as a donkey for Christ. (laughs) I won't ask what that means. I serve the Lord, and the Lord comes into people's life, but all the glory goes to Him. And I just want to be a faithful donkey. So in being a faithful donkey, uh, the Lord's had me do a lot of ministry things over the years that have been wonderful uh, to touch a lot of lives in a lot of ways around America and locally and around the world. So, yeah, I've, re- I've had a, a kind of a long re- a resume of serving the Lord as a good donkey. Yeah. Well, we don't know each other well, although we are on Facebook together. So I know a few things. And I, I know, for instance, that you are not immune from heartache as well. Uh, when your your wife passed away a number of years ago, yeah, she did. She had a, a eight year cancer journey, uh, and I call it a journey of joy because God gave her incredible joy in that journey. She was only expected to live one year, but by God's grace, she lived eight uh, eight years. And she would tell people she lived at the big C, and they would say, "Oh, you have cancer." She says, "Well, I have cancer, but that's not my big C." And They'd say, well, what's your big C? And she would say, Christ. Uh Christ is my big C. And so she lived to the glory of God for eight years. She went to heaven in 2010. uh, I then became a single dad to three teenagers, which was, that was hard duty. Uh, That was hard. That was hard duty. Hmm. And then God graciously allowed me to meet uh, another gal who was widower also in 2010. And we married three years later and uh, have a wonderful life together. So uh, someone told me I won the wife million dollar lottery twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, married, I married way up both times, yeah. and uh, my new wife and I, we serve the Lord uh, in many ways. But uh, yeah, God has been good to me. There was something about those he wounds the deepest, he uses the most, mm-hmm. uh, as a phrase I once heard. And uh you know, I always tell people, don't waste your pain. Let God yeah. turn your pain into gain, yeah. and the Lord's allowed me to do that. Well, God's been very good to you, Brian. I, I, I want to know a bit more. I know you've been a pastor, but I, 
I've known you to work in the realm of giving and generosity all these years as well. Tell me the connection there. Yeah, so uh, I was a, for a number of years. I was the president of the Christian Stewardship Association, and we were had great connections to NRB, National Religious Broadcasters, and so I did that for several years. And then God called me at the age of forty-five to become a local church pastor, and uh, I did that uh, with joy for ten years uh, as a faithful donkey. Uh, that's what brought me to Colorado. I lived in Colorado Springs as a senior pastor of the First Evangelical Free Church. And then my church, after 10 years, released me to become a generosity minister to the world. That's, that sounds kind of a crazy title, but I, I was writing materials, speaking, doing research. And for seven years, I, uh, my materials went all over the country and all over the world, my devotionals, my research, and you know, I got to speak in a lot of places. And, uh, and then four years ago, I connected with the National Association of Evangelicals, to lead a movement to improve the financial health of pastors in America, hmm. and they received several million dollars, and I lead that movement, and we're doing things to help pastors and church boards, and uh, even lead a, what's called Bless Your Pastor movement across America, and that's, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Yeah, well, we can talk uh, about yeah. it right now, as a matter of fact, because there, there are a number of things I want to touch base uh, with you on, but Bless Your Pastor is one of them. I know it's not October which is traditionally the month set aside, you know, to appreciate pastors. But uh, we can do yeah. this any time, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. So First Thessalonians 5.12 says we are to show our deep appreciation for those who minister among us. So what we did with some of the grant funds is we created some very simple materials that churches can get for free, and it's a 50 ways list to bless your pastor or bless your pastor and church staff. And when, when uh, churches, uh, leaders, and staff go to the blessyourpastor.org website, they get that 50 ways list. If they distribute that to their congregation, hand it out, email, mail, however they want to do it, and they receive an appreciation offering uh, for the pastor or the pastor and staff, we have money to send their pastor a $250 gift card. Hmm. So everybody listening to us right now, their pastor can get a $250 gift card if you simply get the 50 ways list, distribute it, receive an offering, and then let us know, and it all happens at the blessyourpastor.org website. So it's a great program. can be done any time of the year. can be done over the Christmas holidays. can be done over a birthday. Uh, any time of the year the church wants, uh, this can be done. So we would love to have people participate. Okay, and we will put that website in our program notes at firstpersoninterview.com as well, so our listeners who are accustomed to going there to get information will know where to go, but it's blessyourpastor.org is your website. That sounds very interesting. Any examples or stories that come out of that experience? Well, you know, uh, this year we're anticipating a thousand churches will uh, will be part of this movement. I was several hundred last year and, and uh, you know, looking at over a thousand this year, and we'll be doing this for the next several years. But some of the stories that came out, one of my favorites, is the church decided to take the offering for the pastor, uh, the pastor, and they found out he had a student loan. And I don't know if it was twenty five, thirty thousand dollars or whatever it was, but their offering and with the help, I think, of the denomination, they completely erased his student loan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, being a, a young adult or yeah. you know, young pastor, maybe in your thirties, and you're sitting on twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars of student loans, you're not getting paid a lot anyway. That's a big burden for a lot of years, and it to is. think that a, a congregation just took care of that. Yeah, that's and, a great story. That is, that's an amazing one. Uh, 
Another fun story out of Indiana was a pastor that gave out the 50 ways list, and he got hold of me a few months later, and he said, Brian, Brian, he said, it's like a generosity wildfire broke out in our community and in our church, and people are loving me and my wife and my kids and our staff like never before, and he said, those 50 ways list, he said, it just it lighted everybody up, and God, I'm so excited about what they could do, because that list is what an individual Christian or a couple or a family can do, how they can love on and bless their pastor. And, and this year with COVID, pastors need to love more than ever before. Uh, they've worked harder and longer and done things they've never done and had to figure things out they never knew how to do uh, this year to try to love and, and serve their church. So uh, this is a great time to, to make plans to get the blessyourpastor.org material and bless your pastor and and do some things that are really going to show and share God's love with that pastor. Yeah. Well, we're not going to go through 50 items here today, but uh, <laughs> give me just a, a couple of them that are on your list just for thought starters here. Yeah. Well, one is uh, 16 ways to pray for your pastor. Uh, the average, oh. average Christian, like, okay, Lord, bless my pastor. Well, there's a whole lot more to it than just bless, you know, that prayer. And so with a, uh, a woman in my church, she prayed for me every day, and she and I developed a list of how to pray for me as the pastor, and there's a list of 16 things. So that's in the flyer, the 50 ways flyer. Uh, another big thing that I tell people, uh, the number one thing you can do for your pastor that will bless your pastor and the family is get them a gift card. Any gift card you want. It can be for a restaurant. It can be for Best Buy. It can be for groceries or gas or any, you know, McDonald's. doesn't matter. Starbucks. Uh, a, a gift card is the easiest way to bless your pastor, and the pastor will feel the love, especially when you put a little note with it and say why, you know, why you appreciate the pastor. The other big one is areas of service. If if you are a mechanic, you know, help fix their car. If your barber cut their hair, if you're a dentist or a doctor, you know, help take care of them, donate your time or discounted, uh, but do things that way. And then one other idea is if you have things like maybe some people might have a vacation home or a condo or frequent flyer points, uh, gifting something like that or letting them, you know, pastor, use that, use what you have, like a vacation home, for example, some pastors' families never go away because they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so things like that can really lift the spirits of a, of a pastor and the family. And so those are really practical, creative things that a lot of people can do. I've got a son that's a, he does fences, and uh, so he went to my pastor's house and pressure washed and stained his fence. That would have been a $1,000 project, and we just did it for free. Just he had an ugly gray fence, and we just went and took care of it. Yeah. So those kinds of real practical hands-on ideas are what we're talking about in the Bless Your Pastor movement. Endless possibilities there. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen, seen any statistics, but uh, we'd be surprised at you know how small the average church is. Oh, absolutely. Eighty uh, percent of churches in America are under two hundred. Fifty-five uh, percent are under one hundred. Uh, the average church budget in America is $125,000. That's the whole church budget. That doesn't leave a lot of money to pay for the pastor and take right. care of the building and give to missions and have a kid's program and pay a part-time secretary. So many pastors uh, make 50 thousand dollars or less. Uh, many do not receive any benefits, no health care benefits, no retirement accounts, sometimes even no expense accounts. Uh, and yet the typical pastor is working 50 to 70 hours a week. 
the spouse is adding another 20, 30 hours a week serving the church. So typical pastor couples, often 80 to 100 hours a week of service, uh, and often, you know, seldom appreciated and, 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 and poorly paid. So, uh, yeah, in the Bless Your Pastor movement, we want to see pastors cared for creatively and in as, in as many ways as possible to lift their spirits and to know that they're loved and, and supported. We're talking with Brian Cluth about generosity, and the conversation will continue in just a moment here on First Person. One year ago, I heard that one of FABC's radio stations aired in our province, so I started to listen. Just one of millions of grateful people who listens to the Far East Broadcasting Company in her own language. So many Kazakh people here like listening to your radio broadcast, and we feel like a family because of it. Thank you so much for broadcasting to our nation. FEBC is dedicated to taking Christ to the world through radio and new media. To learn more, please visit febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Brian Kluth. Brian, I don't know what title to give you because you wear several hats and wear them well. Uh, We just talked about Bless Your Pastor, but there are other hats that you wear, other expertise that you have as well. Uh, On the theme of giving, here we are between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and this is a season of giving. A lot of appeals go out, a lot of opportunities to... uh, to make our uh, ministry needs known, what are some of your thoughts about giving, especially this year, given all the unusual circumstances of COVID this year? Yeah, the big thing I would encourage Christians is be faithful to give to the Lord's work for what He's given you. Don't let fear overtake you. Uh, You know, how do you conquer fear? Like, a lot of people don't give because they're afraid. Well, if I give, I won't have enough. Uh, but I've learned that honoring God with whatever He gives you, you you will have a greater faith in God to take care of you in the future. I always like to say, I don't know what my future holds, but I know it's God who holds my future. And so, whoever who's ever listening this year, be very intentional here in December. Look at how God has blessed you. You know what what is your income? You know maybe you got a bonus. Maybe just thank God that you still have a job. Hmm. Uh, you know, about 25% of people this year lost a job or lost wow. income. Uh, but be faithful in giving to the Lord, and the Lord will show you where to share that. So obviously your church is a is a great place to give. Your, to bless your pastor and staff is another way you can, you know, care and love and give. But there may, may be missionaries that you want to support or certain ministries or projects or, or the radio ministry that you listen to every day. Uh, you know, just honor God with whatever He has given you, and I believe if you pray and ask God, He'll show, He'll prompt you where to give, and sometimes He'll even prompt you with a number. My wife and I have a little practice. We did this last night. We we're talking about helping our church, and I said, "What's your number?" And uh, she had a number, and I had a number, and it's interesting. Uh, oftentimes, those numbers are exactly the same, hmm. and uh, then we say, "Well, we're just going to take that's the Lord's leading that we're to give a certain amount of money." And so, uh, yeah, this is an important time, and and churches need your support this year. If you've been blessed with a job and income and financial blessings, uh, yes, pass them on. Uh, Honor the Lord with what He's given you. Yeah, for those who are unable to give because they perhaps have lost their job, the rest of us maybe can step up and fill the gap there. How have churches done during the 2020 and the coronavirus era here? Yeah, well, it's been a wild roller coaster ride. Uh, I, I kind of lead the state of the plate research on church giving, and we did research in April, and 65% of churches were in a giving decline. 
that is the worst in our lifetime. Uh, that's the worst that we've ever experienced. Uh, and, uh, and during the recession, the worst that had happened was 35% of churches were in a giving decline. But in April, it was 65%. But then, by God's grace, by August, we took the survey again, and then it was 65% of churches giving had stabilized or increased, and that left a third of churches still struggling financially. So these are difficult times for churches. Uh, 87% of churches in our research of over 1,000 churches in all 50 states did have on, on-site services, in-person meetings, but less than half of their people were attending. So, yeah, it's just a challenging time uh, for churches, and I think, you know, going into 2021, some smaller churches, some older congregations will have to face some very difficult decisions about uh, their future, mm-hmm. uh, just because they may not have the technology or the finances or the ability to keep going on as they have in the past. There may need to be some changes. But other churches are, are like, I, I'm part of a young church, and we're, we're reaching more people now than we did before COVID. So God, God, God is helping some to really uh, seize the moment, and uh, we're actually looking at expanding into another campus because of uh, the growing need we see in our city. Well, what do you like to know about an organization? Uh, I know giving starts with a church, but let's let's say in a parachurch ministry for many organizations that are worthwhile, of course. Uh, what do you like to know about them? What questions do you like to ask uh, before you yeah. give a gift? Yeah, the, the, a few things. One is I would I normally say you want to have a relationship with someone. So you, you want to have either you've met the leadership or like in a camp setting, you've sent your kids to that camp. Uh, you know, you, you, you somehow know the leadership, you trust the leadership. That's a really, really high value. You know, you don't really just give randomly to people or to organizations you don't know much about. So any leadership connection is a good first place to start. That's one thing. Uh, a second thing I would say is uh, go online and do a little bit of research. What do they do? Uh, you know, how are they serving? What, you know, you can look up giving information, how much goes to overhead. There's some different things you can do that way. You can check the ECFA website, uh, Charity Navigator. There's a variety of websites out there that you can check uh, and just see if they're, you know, doing good work. Uh, and you want to give the people also getting results. Uh, you know, who do you know? Is, they're making a difference. They made a difference in your life or your family's life or somebody you know. So that those ideas of relationships, research, and results, those three R's are really big ones. And then a fourth one is reporting. Do they report to you? If you got a gift, do they thank you? Do they send you any information or news about you know what's happening with the gift? So those are those are some of the R's of wise giving. Uh, and again, I'll just say them again. So relationship, having a relationship, doing some research, seeing that they you know they, they you know they deliver results. Uh, and they report back to you, uh, you know, what they've done with the money. Uh, those are some good good tips and reminders for people as they give yeah, and very give generously. Helpful. Very helpful indeed. Uh, address the attitude that, well, what I have to give is not going to make that big of a difference. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have a lot of money to give. I've got a few dollars a month. Is that really going to make a difference? <laughs> uh, address, address the attitude, if you would. Yeah, well, one is, is I believe God sometimes gives us little to help us to teach, teach us to be faithful. The Bible says if you're not faithful with little, you're never going to be faithful with much. So you learn to faithfully give and honor the Lord, you know, with $5, $10, $20, whatever the amount is. It doesn't matter. It's really a matter of faithfulness. 
And so what you want to do in your life is, is you want, when you receive income or you receive financial blessings, you want to say, Lord, thank you for what you did for me. And God, I want to honor you. Now, in my family, we actually have a giving account. And, and we often write ourselves an email once a week on all the ways God provided for us. So we have our income, but maybe we went to the store and we got something on sale, or uh, recently I bought something on Facebook Marketplace, and I actually saved, it was a $4,500 item, and I got it for $700. It was a wow. it was a, 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 a chairlift to get my mother-in-law. She was visiting, and we had to get her from our garage level to our main level, okay. and, and God provided that. But we were ready to spend over $4,000, but God in His grace provided what we needed for 700 That's a financial blessing, all right? So in our family, we take at least a tenth of every financial blessing that we can identify, and we put it into a giving account, and then we give to our church and ministries and people and projects and programs out of our giving account. So that comes out of 1 Corinthians 16, 2. It says, on the first day of each week, that each of you set aside or give according to how God has blessed you or prospered you. So God invites us to look back over seven days, say, what did he do in your life? And then you give according to those financial provisions and financial blessings. You set aside money so you have it to give. You always have a little pot of money that you can give with, and it's holy unto God. You set it aside, and then when God shows you who to share it with or, or how much to share and you let it go. You just release it. But that, that makes giving a lot of fun and very exciting, and you can do it with a lot of joy when you kind of count your blessings. Do you have a go-to scripture verse that you like to uh, to bring up when we talk about giving? Well, I think the Corinthians one is one of my favorites because it invites us all to look back at what God has done, and uh, that's a really big one. Uh, another one, I have a verse for it, but I'll tell you a little Christmas story, saying this is going to air you know, here in uh, the end of the year. My kids were one time when they were younger, they were all talking to me about what they were going to get, what they wanted for Christmas. And the list kept getting bigger and bigger. And I finally said to them one day, I said, hey, whose birthday is it anyway? Uh, Well, one of the things we've done as a family over Christmas is we practice what's called Jesus Gets the Biggest Birthday Present. It's his birthday. And so every year, my family, regardless of how much we spend on Christmas gifts for the family, we make sure we're giving a Christmas gift to the Lord's work that's bigger than all of our Christmas gifts. And we have our children involved with this, and now they're adults, but we would literally figure out a certain amount of money, and we would share that with the, with the least, the lonely, the lost, or God's leaders, and we would make sure that we're honoring the Lord at the end of the year of Christmas with the biggest Christmas gift. And we would enjoy our family Christmas, but Jesus got the biggest gift, and we've been doing that for years, and what a joy it's been. Just one idea from Brian as we head into Christmas, giving thought as to how we can make this an extra joyful season marked by generosity. Our guest has been Brian Kluth, and you'll learn more information about Brian and his ministry at firstpersoninterview.com. Speaking of being grateful, we are thankful for the Far East Broadcasting Company who make these weekly interviews possible. There are so many stories to be told of how God uses FEBC's broadcasts to reach people in far corners of the earth with a message of His love and salvation. And we've captured some of them on this program, but there are many more told at febc.org. Plus, there's a new podcast titled Until All Have Heard from FEBC that you'll find wherever you get your podcasts. Until All Have Heard. More at febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to First Person.